Hello, Steve here. Welcome to Real Health. Today, Real Health is celebrating. Well, it's a bit of a black pill sort of celebration, but uh, uh, more accurately, yesterday, I just thought of uh, perhaps doing an episode to commemorate the 139th anniversary of modern modern day disease as we know it as we in the mainstream media uh, (laughs) Freudian slip in the mainstream uh, healthcare complex um, don't get it don't understand the 139th anniversary which is September 4 1882 I think I did my math right yes I did my math right 139 years since what happened 139 years ago Thomas Edison or more accurately his um, engineer flicked the switch flicked the switch to um, the first the world's first electricity generating power plant and from that day forward at an accelerating nature within the next decade and onwards, the whole world, particularly um, major cities, but um, especially after World War II, this is why the rest of the world is catching up to the chronic health issues that the US is experiencing, and um, and that their you know the US their um, life expectancy is only around 40th in the world you know, considering they spend more on the on their on their healthcare system than the rest of the world combined in healthcare expenditure get that into you I've mentioned that a few times but um, sometimes I need to accommodate possible new listeners so 139 years ago yesterday or Brisbane time uh more like three days ago but um, yeah Uh, the 4th of September 3pm on the 4th of September Monday was it Monday? Monday 4th of September um, 1882 3pm in the bluff overlooking the construction of the Brooklyn Bridge uh, Thomas Edison's engineer flicked the switch to the world's first electricity generating power plant only it was only powering 60 commercial customers they were able to uh, sign up 60 commercial customers for permanent light Um, I guess um, very dependable sort of light we can uh, power neon neon signs and uh, have uh, extended sort of bright Offices and um, I guess uh, yeah, com- commercial um, uh, enterprise, like co- commercial um, making sure that you can work past dark in, in a in a commercial enterprise, right? So, so since that day, we were starting to stop using ash as our firstly our heating source. Uh, secondly, our um, 
lighting source. Um, yeah, fair enough, uh, burning and that sort of thing. And what, what we do, did we do with those ashes? Well, throughout history, there was even ash merchants back in yesteryear, very seldomly uh, referenced, but uh, there was ash merchants which uh, dealt in uh, distributing ash to people that didn't have enough ash, particularly farmers, to uh, put on their crops to use as fertiliser. Uh, that um, makeshift uh, fertiliser compared to these days. These days uh, our fertiliser is uh, mainly a um, concoction of just uh, nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium and that's they're the only three main minerals that um, plants need to give plenty, plenty of um, bushels uh, per, per unit of currency, per dollar. So since that day in 82, 1882, uh, since then uh, we've been steadily going into the current state in a worsening state of chronic disease leading by, by the time World War One came around, uh, we were starting to discover, find out, observe, you know, even turn of uh, the 20th century where, where uh, there was fat ladies in the circus, you know, you've all heard of such a story, you know, there never used to be fat people in history and that oh, was because there wasn't enough food, there wasn't junk food, yeah, 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 um, it's a bit more complicated than that. The reason why junk food comes is in a reaction to something. It's not like, uh, ooh, build it and they will come. Like, eh. In a way, when you build something and they will come, uh, in a way, you pretty much know that uh, the place where you're going to build that something, uh, there's a need already, and that's why they're coming. So the whole, the old adage, um, you know, build the baseball stadium and they'll come and watch. Well. Or busting for it in the meantime too, right? Why would you risk something for them to come when you know they're going to come? That's why you're building it, right? So, so since that day, in 1882, less ash is being put on our um, crops because around that time, you know, it, it was a, a time when a lot of developments were happening in the industrialised uh, new world and also around that time uh, we were coming up with uh, new forms of fertiliser. We found that NPK, nitrogen, potassium, phosphorus was the, uh, the main elements that made the, the plants, the, the crops, the grains, the, the fruit, the vegetables grow and that's what we did but it, it's complicated that's why it's the seen versus unseen. The, uh, you know, correlation isn't really a causation for a lot of things, and uh, but in this case, uh, that particular correlation is a cause, is the actual cause, oh yes, and um, you know, within 10 and 20 years you started seeing uh, fat ladies in the circus, by World War II there was uh, more and more obese people around. Now, gents were starting to be a bit podgy around the middle and also obese. We've all seen perhaps uh, the footage of this 
this fat, jolly, uh, fat, rich, jolly chap in around 1936 on the back of a carriage, lighting a cigar, fat as hell, and uh, basically that's a normal trip to Walmart these days, right? Or Kmart in Australia, right? <laughs> so that is the reason why we find ourselves in this current state of chronic disease. US is leading the charge because they had a few decades of head start. Uh, firstly with less ash being put on their crops and then secondly accelerated uh, after World War One, especially after World War Two, where we started building hydroelectric dams to generate all that electricity for the ramp up in industrial activity in the middle of the 20th century after World War Two, and um, there was already talk which made it to the to the halls of um, Congress Congress paper number uh, 264 where there was a report saying that uh, we're 60% soil depleted at this rate, uh, you know, our our health isn't going to be look, look, looking too good. It's not going to be crash hot. It's going to be a bit shabby. It was ignored because it wasn't understood. Or weren't capable of understanding or just, uh, uh, nah, we have to sort of, you know, we got our stakeholders, we got those pharmaceuticals, uh, Uh, Congress needs to uh, pander to, right? So that was happening um, until the current day. And uh, so in that complex of uh, less ash and then um, less flooding, uh, that that was the other way of um, uh, getting nutrients into the soil. Because if nutrients aren't in the soil, they don't end up in our carrots, our lettuce, our onions, our our squash, our beans, our wheat, our corn, the minerals don't end up in our crops, okay? Or our fruit, when we don't put uh, ashes on our um, crops, our growing um, farmlands. And also the other means was flooding. Flooding via you know, water coming down from the, um, from the mountainous regions, crushed rocks and um, uh, nutrients from the uh, from the ground and the soils up in the hinterlands and up high flows down into the deltas and the low-lying um, farmlands and the reason why farmlands were in the low-lying areas because they were fertile oh I wonder why well the flooding the flooding and it was you know inconvenient a couple of years out of five or seven years for the farmer you know, sometimes they'd uh, lose crops and that sort of thing, but uh, yeah, well, it, it was also giving us uh, a lot of new nutrition. And what did the farmer do? Well, yeah, that was a that was a bit of a misfortune. I'll uh, just till till the silt from the uh, floods back into the soil, and uh, that was nutrients as well, particularly minerals. That's right, minerals. If it's not in the soil, it's not in your food, and the only guaranteed minerals that we are getting in our food is the NPK, nitrogen, uh, potassium, phosphorus. 
what the plants need to grow because that's all that's in all the major components of the uh, fertilizers okay we need another 57 where the heck are we going to get the other 57 bloody minerals that we need for ongoing health and to ward off uh, chronic disease and obesity well we just don't it's still sort of there uh, from time to time uh, because it's depleting uh, but it's depleting to the point where uh, no matter what the allopathic medical model does no matter what the mainstream healthcare complex tries to do including gene therapy yes we think the genes are the leading cause or the cause of all these chronic diseases why weren't these chronic diseases happening in many generations past yeah it's a bit complicated people also got sick and unwell and had uh, deformities and um, different issues uh, back in yesteryear and yeah it's complicated uh, yes they were also nutrient deficient back then but it was very calorie led it wasn't a uh, general uh, food supply chain oriented our whole food supply chain is um, is missing in particular the minerals that we need for health and uh, longevity now we've understood that um, we need 90 essential nutrients for all vertebrates we've uh, brought back um, many animals from the brink of um, extinction not by luck we've lost a few animals to extinction because they're the people that were involved in that, those particular conservation efforts uh, didn't know about the nutrition issues for animals. But the people that knew about the uh, nutrition that's required for all vertebrates knew that uh, for the panda, like, they were just giving them bamboo grown by NBK in the best, uh, supposed fertile soils in the world. Uh, so what else are you feeding the bears? Well, uh, pandas just eat bamboo, right? No, you idiots. Uh, they eat rats and tree bark, and so you know. With that example, with the pandas, they uh, fed pandas uh, dog food, uh, gluten-free dog food, and uh, now they're <laughs> giving birth all the time. And there's plenty of pandas around uh, in captivity, and I think they're in the wild now as well. I'm not sure to what extent, you know, how controlled they are because of our paranoia of losing them again. Because apparently, they only. Uh, fertile for a brief brief moment each year or a couple of years was it? Oh, I don't know, but their uh, the fertility window is very very um, very low. Uh, they are very case selected. So you know the white rhino Doc Wallach talks about as well. Um, bears all over the. Uh, zoo world were dying all the time because they, they were feeding bears old bread moldy bread giving bears liver liver disease which was uh, you know the fingers pointed at uh, genetics and genes for that as well no no uh, they started feeding them dog food and it's all good uh, we've doubled and tripled the life of uh, captive animals in our zoos and uh, our production well you know, when you consider things like uh, I know for, for um chickens like um, broiler uh, farms you know they eat 22 hours a day for 
uh, for five weeks and then they get the chop. So those fully grown chickens are only five weeks old. So yeah, that's what we sort of do with the broilers. But um, yeah, um, and because you know the broilers are uh, only got five week uh, life, if you call it life, you know. Um, they don't have uh, much interest in uh, longevity, so you know to keep the cost of the feed price down, they uh, it's gluten, uh, it's got gluten in it. Uh, you know, wheat wheat based um, feed. You know, it's it, it is cheaper. Even oats uh, is gliad uh, is uh, gluten as well because the gluten in uh, oats is called gliadin. So you know, if you feed your animals oats, they're still getting gluten. As Doc Wallach says, you know, a rose by any other name is still a rose. You know, if you call the gluten in uh, barley shmugalugaloo, well, it's still gluten. So, you know. And uh, even if uh, the FDA, the TGA, or the World Health Organization approves this and that um, gene therapy, say uh, it's for obesity well we'll still end up with uh, an obese population because uh, they haven't treated um, the issue the actual issue which is uh, a nutrient deficiency particularly chromium uh, vanadium and zinc but it's a bit complicated you need all the uh, 90 essential nutrients probably micronutrients uh, probably probably even more but they're the ones that are nailed down and the last one was uh, choline sort of declared in, um, as an essential micronutrient in 1998 and the first one was uh, probably you know, the vitamin C's and you know, that sort of thing in, in the 1830s so you know, nearly 170 years later we were still trying to we're still ramping up the count of essential micronutrients there might be more there might be more but um, you know when, when there's not much uh, research dollars finding its way into um, non-mainstream uh, research well it's going to be hard so basically you know the garage research types are the only ones that will um, come up with uh, further uh, essential micronutrient discoveries uh, if if there is any if there is there might there might be 105 there might be two 215 you know the um, the heavy hammer in the uh, longevity um product offering is the healthy brain and heart pack and that's got 215 uh, micronutrients and um, even with the basic start uh, start pack uh, is that what it's called um, start healthy start pack yeah uh, I take the healthy start pack that's all that was uh, required to uh, get rid of my half a dozen chronic diseases and obesity and uh, here I am 82 kilograms this morning. Um, you know, for many, for many people's liking, that's uh, quite scrawny, but that's barely in the range of like, you know, just under 25 on, on my BMI. Yeah, I'm ne nearly sort of uh, 6'1 as well, and um, you know, I should be sort of, I guess, in the mid range of that BMI is like, uh, should be probably 78 uh, kilograms based on based on that. You know, there's there's issues with that. But uh, you know, I got I got veins pop, pop, poking out, the ribs are out. You know, there's no gut. I got a washboard gut. 
bit of a bit of a six pack perhaps. Um, I'm fairly toned. No no jowls are happening because of all the weight loss. Yes, there's a bit of um, a bit of wrinkling. There's no excess uh, skin at all. And uh, you know maybe I should have been taking more copper. And I've taken actual uh, steps to take on more copper to uh, see if um, I can uh, get rid of some of the. The wrinkling, which in reality, um, you know, losing uh, nearly 60, 60 kilograms um, since I started, or you know, from my peak, losing nearly 95 kilograms. Jesus, um, I really actually should be having bags of skin all over my body, you know, jowls and you know, going grey and wrinkles and that sort of thing. And that certainly hasn't happened, particularly you know when you're approaching half century. In age, you know, but particularly, you know, when people pass the age of 40, especially 50, when they lose a lot of weight, oh, gee, there's a lot of hanging skin, they go grey and wrinkly, and it's not a pretty sight. So I haven't gone to that point. Um, maybe you say it's luck and that sort of thing. Well, no, I contend that uh, I was well nourished from, uh, from pretty much day one, and uh, yeah, I'm doing well. And I want everyone else to do well out there. Okay, I, I want um, I want the, the the five to go up to a seven. I want the seven to go up to a nine. You know, maybe the nine can 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 be a ten. Well, yeah, that's maybe not. You know, if they're a nine, they're already yeah they're doing okay. Like, uh, but I do wish them luck when they're fifty or sixty. You know, so. Yeah, you might be an Instagram model now um, with all the restriction and um, working out and that sort of thing that some people do, but you know, the prospects of those people when they're in their later years, you know, passing the age of 60 and that sort of thing, it isn't the greatest. Yes, um, Greg Norman, he's uh, hitting the gym and looking lean and muscular and all that sort of thing, but I, I predict a uh, fairly early death for, for Greg Norman unless unless uh, the reason why he's looking well is uh, if, if he's taking longevity <laughs> maybe he is and that's why uh, I'll probably be proved wrong apparently uh, Tiger Woods when um, he was getting out of his uh, health woes and getting better before his latest car accident um, apparently he he was on the longevity stuff uh, Evander Holyfield, um, after suffering a heart attack, uh, came back and regained his uh, world heavyweight title, boxer. Right, and uh, so he was on longevity. Uh, the dude that is the photo on um, the picture, the pictured guy on uh, on the rebound product, the um, the sports the sports drink through longevity. Uh, that's a nice drink too. It's got 100, 100 nutrients in that. Um, yeah, because when you're working out, you'd better be supplementing. And uh, yeah, one of the things to to use, I guess, is um, that rebound product. And uh, yeah, you're better off getting 100 nutrients versus yeah, micronutrients versus uh, yeah, three or six of them in other uh, sports drinks. So, happy anniversary to Chronic Health Day, which is September 4. 
no matter how much uh, research, genetic therapy research, weight loss research, research on diabetes, hypertension, Alzheimer's, arthritis, autoimmune diseases, cardiac issues, no matter how much research and development is done, if you don't understand the micronutrient complex that goes along with um, chronic disease issues, well, you're working on the wrong first principles, you're working on the wrong hypothesis, you're working on the wrong theories. You're creating a disaster for our future generations, those white-coated uh, white PhD types. You are uh, talking the talk of the mainstream, even though you may believe that uh, there's something to micronutrients, you're still clutching at the straws of one particular micronutrient or one particular herb or one particular diet and exercise theory. Um, you're going to be earning a couple million bucks in your life after studying half to a de uh, half of a decade to up to one decade plus if you're going to be an MD. Um, you know, if you're a specialist surgeon or you know, MD in a particular field, uh, yeah, you'll be on pretty much uh, seven figure, figures every every single year. So uh, those people have a vested interest to keep that uh, mainstream allopathic medical model going, which means surgery and pharmaceuticals counter the side effects with other medications counter the other side effects of the other medications with other medications and then you know, the poor 75 year old is taken a dozen different medications and then they get vaccinated every year uh, all that sort of thing where really it's just putting them into the, into the grave uh, quicker um, maybe you know, reducing someone's blood pressure from you know, 200 to you know, 140 with a you know, systo uh, diastolic, uh, systolic rather. Uh, if we're just mentioning mentioning numbers, um, yeah, you've probably reduced the risk of uh, possible stroke or aneurysm from from that particular person for a couple of years. But the issue is still there. They they still have uh, those. Um, weakened sort of uh, cell wall uh, arteries and um, capillaries throughout the whole uh, body and uh, they're still going to be at, at, at risk uh, you know, the, some of the side effects that come with reducing those very scary numbers like uh, you know, your hypertension the cholesterol numbers the uh, diabetes numbers blood sugar level numbers, uh, pulse, pulse eximeter, heart rate, respiration, probably not so much. Yeah, it, it is one of those uh, that we, you know, if you're breathing more than, um, you know, 26, 30 times a minute, well, yeah, you know, you're, you're certainly not in a, the best uh, state. Uh, 
Um, you know, things like uh, arterial blood gas levels and all those sort of uh, numbers. Yeah, we got, you know, um, uh, levels of hemoglobin, uh, calcium, vitamin D levels, uh, all those. We got these particular numbers and uh, a lot of those probably need a, a bit of reviewing because um, if you base those numbers, like for example, uh, the higher limit of, um, of vitamin D is uh, I think uh, 50 nan nanograms per mil of blood uh, here in Australia. Um, there's never been a case of cancer with uh, vitamin D level over 40 nanograms per mil of blood. So uh, why not increase the um, the lower end of the vitamin D scale from 20 to 40, and have um, you know the the new range instead of 20 to 50 uh, make it 40 to 70, and you know you might. Eliminate cancer by 99%. I really like to find out what my vitamin D level is at the moment. Um, I got no interest in, uh, because I'm well nourished. Plus, uh, I'm out in the sun for anywhere from you know half an hour a day to <laughs> five, six, seven, eight hours sometimes um, without sunscreen. Yeah. Yeah, I live in Brisbane and without sunscreen. Um, no, I'm not covered up. No, no, I'm not covered up. Uh, yes, albeit, um, you know, qualify that as, um, you know, it's, it's winter time. Uh, in, in the heat of summer in January here in Brisbane, um, yeah, I'll probably, uh, I won't stay out in the sun like if I have to stay out for an extended period, like uh, say 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., that, that, that's it. I'm covering up at 9, 9.30. Cause that's, uh, that's, that's certainly too much uh, sun for this part of, uh, part of the world. So uh, that's the chronic disease state, okay? Mineral depletion in the soils is having an impact on um, our whole um, metabolic syndrome complex, uh, cardiac um, complex, uh, musculoskeletal issues, uh, sports injuries in athletes. Um, there used to be a time when I was um, younger, I'd uh, uh, flex my leg, particularly the hamstrings, in a particular way, and I thought, "Yep, that's gonna that's gonna generate a cramp." But uh, those sort of same movements now, you know, I'm pretty mobile now because I'm very light and fit, and uh, I have this reaction because you know when I used to do that sort of uh, hamstring or calf type movement. Um, I think I better not do this because I'm going to creep up. And uh, yeah, I, I had that sort of same feeling. And um, when I did those movements, and not not, not a not a skerrick, not a uh, signature, not a 
not even a risk of uh, uh, there's a cramp coming no 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 it's uh, that proves as well that um, the supplementing that I'm doing at the moment with all the micronutrients that we require plus plus some you know, um, in the healthy start pack you don't just get the 90 plus uh, essential micronutrients um, you know the 60 minerals the 16 vitamins 12 essential amino acids two essential fatty acids um, which makes up the 90 uh, there's, I think, at least, yeah, 160 plus. Oh, I'm not sure, but uh, basically, um, you know, you get herbs, uh, you get, um, yeah, there's green tea in there, uh, probiotics, prebiotics, you know, coenzyme Q10, uh, the whole MSM thing, and strontium, and uh, ooh. What other good stuff? Um, yeah, the the auric uh, value is up there. Uh, the yeah, which, which is the um, antioxidant uh, value. Uh, I think you you know need need more than sort of twenty thousand. Uh, I think the healthy start pack has uh, hundred thousand plus uh, auric points, uh, depending on what dose you are taking because I'm close to taking uh, two full full packs of the uh, healthy start pack because um, each each pack um, each hundred eighty ish dollar value is uh, is 45 to 50 kilos worth yes yes if you're overweight uh, 150 kilo kilograms 350 or 60 pound well ooh, you you may uh, you need to consider taking a fourth pack, but uh, certainly three. I uh, it even worked for me, even though I was taking something like two and a half packs, where I really should have been taking four packs. And it it, it even worked for me then, and perhaps um, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I got a little bit of uh, wrinkling. Uh, still because of all the weight loss um, is because I didn't take um, the amount of copper that I needed for the amount of body weight I was carrying but you know it still worked it still worked because uh, I should have um, heaps of uh, skin just hanging off me uh, considering my age and you know the amount of weight I lost so so um, happy anniversary to your bad health uh, isn't that a crappy thought? It's ironic. Uh, I actually started uh, Longevity on the fourth of um, September, twenty twenty, and uh, it'll be each year a happy anniversary of health for me because uh, now I'm well nourished, and the rest rest of the world is not. Well. 99.99% of the world is uh, undernourished, and that's why 70% of um, the US population is as overweight or obese. Other regions of the world uh, with uh, a history of you know, a greater lifespan and less obesity, um, let's mention the uh, Asians. You know, it's not as if the Asians are living to um, 100 plus, it's you know, 90 plus in Okinawa, but that's going south too because they're getting more access to, to the Western diet. 
and their food supply chain is uh, is joined at the hip again uh, with the rest of the world. So they're going south too. They still might be in their early 90s as a um, life expectancy. Uh, it might might be even be high 80s at the moment, but um, it's going south. Asian countries around the world uh, average life expectancy is mid 80s now. In the US. Uh, I think it may be 78 or 79, in Australia it's uh, 80, 81. So it's not as if uh, you know the Asians' very good diet and their seaweed and um, you know they they make sure they, they exercise. They don't exercise. Come on, they don't exercise. Um, the ladies do restrict a lot, that's for sure. I see uh, Asian ladies here um, in, in Brisbane quite often just uh, feel their bellies all. Maybe I shouldn't eat. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't eat for the next couple of days because my belly is getting some belly. Ah, oh, jeez, poor, poor bitches. Um, yeah, the the Asian guys uh, are starting to get bellies like their uh, Western counterparts. E- even if um, you know, if you if you still live in an actual homogenous type Asian country where you don't eat gluten they got a lot of oil intake so they're not outstripping uh, our life expectancy by decades it's only half a decade so they're not out of the woods okay the Asian countries are not out of the woods with their health and they're going to be catching up to the western world and the the US Uh, there is a reason why um, southern states in the US have a um, a life expectancy of one to one and a half decades are lower than their northern counterparts. No, it's not because of um, you know, more poverty and uh, higher um, minority populations uh, with poverty. They get them. They get most of the immigrants and all that sort of thing. No, no, no. It's it's the whole uh, fried food complex in the southern states. Yep, yep, yep. And that's the main reason why uh, their life expectancy is lower than the northern count- counterparts. We he- even have correlations where uh, certain uh, I- Indian um, tribe or re- reservations um, have different diets. Um, the Ojibwe's and the Navajos. Are, I think the Ojibwe's are the ones that uh, eat corn and corn. Was it corn? Yeah, no rice. Wild rices for 400 years, where the um, Ojibwe's uh, eat wheat. It might be the other way around, uh, the Navajos versus Ojibwe's, but uh, this is another correlation that uh, Doc Wallach has identified. The uh, gluten eating Indians, um, you know, they got much more obesity and uh, diabetes, and uh, it's the same as uh, the. Pima Indians, uh, the U.S. Pima Indians, on the U.S. side of the border, are all fat and um, chronically diseased. Where the Mexicans uh, are slimmer, less chronic disease in their population. It's all a diet issue. Uh, there's correlations with. Uh, the northern 10 provinces in India where 
they're very wheat based uh, the, the lower sort of um, 20 provinces in India uh, have less gluten in their diet yeah, it's complicated that the south probably has less access to calories so yeah it's complicated um, there's not that much of a difference in uh, uh, life expectancies uh, in that correlation but uh, correlation in uh, COVID terms, like uh, there's a lot more deaths in the northern parts of um, India, the northern 10 provinces. If you steal man that um, you know, COVID is a thing, is real and is as dangerous as um, you know, the mainstream is saying, well, there you go. Um, if you eat gluten, um, you've got l less micronutrients on board, which will act as a good... Uh, immune booster for for your um, for your health and and what one of the reasons why the obese and the chronically unwell are um, you know, people with comorbidities um, that are more susceptible to COVID is because of the whole uh, micronutrient deficiency complex if, you, if you're obese well you're certainly micronutrient deficient and uh, health ill health will come along with any uh, nutrient deficiency issue so uh, that's where that part that part is and uh, hmm. I'm going a bit longer in the moment because I'm stuck in traffic serves me right for uh, taking off uh, later than I should have uh, this morning and um, and there's a change in mood because I'm all uh, <laughs> Uh, not uh, trying to avoid accidents and uh, with all the crazy drivers around. Yeah, I'm one of the crazy drivers. Yeah, I know it. But anyway, so happy chronic health anniversary to you. If you're obese or carrying a few extra pounds, if you got carpal tunnel, macular degeneration, a dicky ticker, cardiac issues. Uh, back issues, uh, suffer from migraines, bowel issues, uh, constipation, skin issues, the whole nine yards of any health issues that you may be suffering at the moment. Let me tell you, it's uh, micronutrient deficiencies. Get it? I hope you, you get it. If you, if you don't get it and if you refuse to get it, well, God help you. So, just to sort of finish up on, I guess, I don't want to make, uh, make it too long, even though I have the ability to go much longer today. Um, do the 44 with a twist of dairy and egg, and you'll smash health like I'm smashing it. And uh, the 44 is, uh, the first four of the 44, the 40 part is eliminating eliminating four categories of food and it's not really a restriction because once you restrict these four categories of food um, you won't really be craving them I, I know as soon as I mention some of these things um, some of these foods uh, people just think oh, but I love my bread I love my pasta I love my uh, ice cream I love my fried food, I love my chips, I love my uh, donuts. Donuts and chocolate 
other most evil foods for our health that you can ever conceive or think of um, developing for, for us humans. It's, it's oh, when I um, heard of what, what, how donuts are made and, uh, and chocolate, uh, dearie me. Yeah, so these are the four categories, okay? Gluten as a first priority, but they're all very important priorities. As a first priority, like this minute, like your, ne your next uh, oral intake must not, okay? Just don't do it um, for your own sake. And hopefully you'll um, give this regime with a twist of dairy and egg uh, like a go for at least three months if you're older you should be giving it more but you know, give it three months you will be seeing benefits but uh, yeah all gluten must be gone which is wheat barley rye and oats yes even oats um, I've seen um, things that are listed as uh, gluten free and then the first uh, ingredients uh, which you know the first ingredient makes up the most the most of the uh, the product uh, it says oats and yeah oats um, is gluten as well uh, the the particular protein the gluten in oats is called gliadin and that's why it often gets um, missed even on one of my recent Google searches um, gluten uh, one of the sources on, on Google said that uh, gluten has uh, is contained in wheat barley and rye and I thought where's the oats oh. see um, one of the ma main sources that come up on Google didn't identify it and, and yeah, if you didn't know that well please take it on board now yes bread pasta and uh, check check the ingredients even check your herbs and spices if it says that it may contain traces of gluten it's got to be gone if you work in a bakery you're stuffed yeah um, I had to even uh, consider my exposure to um, to gluten in my uh, my, my recent uh, job that I got um, I was exposed to uh, wheat dust and uh, guess what I did I had to give the job away for my own health and um, yeah I wasn't ingesting it as in eating it but uh, if I'm to uh, really subscribe to what Dr. Wallach, uh, Dr. Joel Wallach uh, advocates, um, even uh, exposure, contamination of uh, gluten um, can impact your absorption. So if I'm serious, I have to be serious. Um, where I live at the moment and for, for, for a certain while there um, where I was living and uh, you know, since I started um, uh, Longevity I, I, I didn't take in gluten, gluten anymore but if your household is exposed to gluten you know, the people eat gluten and uh, that sort of thing well those people are contaminated with, with gluten um, yeah, their their clothing, um, yeah, the couches, the 
the kitchen surfaces, the, the washing machine, um, yeah, contamination and gluten. To what extent does it really have an impact? Uh, how does it get into um, your small intestine? How does it damage the villi in your small intestine? Uh, well, I'd like to know for sure, but um, if I'm to take this seriously, uh, I need to take it seriously. And uh, I sort of addressed my living situation and, and I made some hard decisions uh, and I'm not exposed to um, people that that uh, that, uh, that eat a normal Western diet. Yes, I'll have to shake hands with uh, people that uh, that have a normal Western diet and uh, that part is uh, a more minimal um, exposure, I guess. But uh, I think if you're serious, uh, I've got to do what I've got to do. So um, I've limited my even my job prospects due to gluten exposure. How about that? I certainly won't be walking into a bakery. I certainly won't be working in a bakery. So there's, uh, there's that issue with gluten uh, to take it further. But certainly, a start is don't ingest it anymore. Even if you don't go on longevity, uh, people get immediate results, especially when you're chronically unwell. Um, if you're carrying a few pounds, uh, that sort of thing, going off gluten uh, will get, get you to uh, lose a bit of weight as well, um, straight off the bat. Um, by supplementing, you know, doing the whole longevity, which I advocate here, uh, you'll lose even, even more weight and uh, guess what, you won't need to exercise. Um, the example of that, of that is uh, myself as primary example, losing nearly 60 kilograms, 130 or 40 pounds um, uh, without exercise. Well, I, I, did act I was actually active because I could. You know, I was... I was quite active and I was um, needing to walk for what I was trying to do at a particular time you know, for a few months and uh, yeah because um, I could uh, not because I was um, wanting to lose more weight and therefore let's you know do more exercise I, well it wasn't exercise it was just being active really uh, you know I had to walk a lot of miles sort of thing but um, yeah I'm pretty much sedentary at the moment apart from oh my god now I'm lifting uh, some weights for 90 seconds in a whole day. Yeah, 90 seconds. What a concept. Um, that's not a workout, okay? It's just something to you know, get a bit of strength. Um, build some... You know, if I'm uh, lifting some weights with my biceps or doing some push-ups or whatever, you know, you got the, your, your core engaged and that sort of thing, so there should be some benefit with that. It's not to the point where I need to uh, supplement even more because I'm sweating it out. Well, yeah, I'm certainly not sweating, that's for sure. So I'm sedentary. Uh, I know other people which are sedentary and uh, they've lost um, you know, 40, 50, 60 pounds on the longevity um, uh, supplements. Uh, and particularly, I think they're doing extra well is because of my addition in having a dairy-heavy diet, an egg, uh, 
you know, some of the examples I'm referring to, apart from myself, uh, they could probably do even better. Um, but, you know, uh, you need, it's complicated. You need to sort of consider um, other issues, what are going on, uh, how compliant they are. Oh, I, can't, I can't sit there uh, with them and uh, see what they're doing every moment of the day sort of thing. So, you know, I don't know. What if uh, what I'm advocating here will go all pear-shaped uh, next year or in five years or 15 years? Uh, I don't think so. Certainly hope not. Otherwise, uh, whatever I'm advocating at the moment is uh, just a crock. Yes, many will think it's a crock anyway. But uh, let's see how those crock-thinking people uh, will be in 15 years. I'd like to see that. Uh, you know, I, I, I observe um, a few of my peers you know, on social media, how they're doing like... They were doing better than me, that's for sure, last year. Uh, more than a year ago for me, they, they, you know, they were managing a bit better than myself, but now I'm smashing it, and they're not looking too shabby. Rather, they are looking shabby. Um, you know, a few are doing okay, but others uh, are not. And that'll be the same with uh, your circle, uh, dear listener, as well. So, that's the first category, gluten you got to get rid of it. Yes, it, this is a bit extended, sorry, but uh, this is going to be a bit longer. Sometimes I need to uh, qualify a bit further um, which foods to cease and some insights into that. And this is just one of those days. Oils, gone. All oils that come in a bottle has to be gone. It oxidizes, it makes uh, trans fats, tetracyclic amines and acrylamines builds up in your um, arteries, your capillaries, and uh, that's, that's what's uh, contributing to our chronic uh, cardiac issues. Uh, it's not cholesterol. It's not cholesterol. Those scary cholesterol numbers are, um, happen from a combination of uh, oil and sugar intake, and it's not cholesterol that's um, driving those up, okay? Let me tell you that. And you need to grasp that. Cholesterol is uh, very important for our brain and uh, hormone function. It makes up 90 plus percent of our, uh, um, the myelin in our, in our brain. Uh, myelin is 75% of our brain mass. So it's a major component which is required, okay? Cholesterol is a friend, not a foe. Um, one of the reasons why uh, young, young men you know, teenage guys uh, seek Viagra's, uh, yeah, you know, perhaps they're, they're overstimulated with porn, but a lot of that is uh, not enough cholesterol. Uh, they have cholesterol deficiency and they're, they're reaching out for, uh, for Viagra or assistance in, in, you know, with their equipment because, well, you know, there are some that want to be wise guys and want to go all night, but it's not that magic, uh, that stuff, like Viagra and the like. Um, it, it's not that much of a magic thing. Um, you've heard stories, uh, but yeah, like um, well, I've given it 
uh, a go just for interest's sake and uh, nah, nah, doesn't really help too much. Yeah, there's a bit of a performance boost, but uh, nah, nah. Uh, fertility issues, cholesterol, same thing, all right? So, okay, um, I've gone into cholesterol where I'm trying to mention oils, so all oils must be gone. Uh, it also involves uh, fried food and burnt animal fat. If you are a carnivore or go, you know, want to go keto, well, you better not be cooking your meat to more than medium rare. Otherwise, you are building up the whole trans fats, heterocyclic, heterocyclic amines and acrylamides that um, they give you the atherosclerosis you that uh, stroke and cardiac risk so all oils yes it even includes olive oil oh my goodness uh, the Mediterranean diet is obsolete well yeah yeah it's shit um, it's good in some ways because you know it has uh, quite a bit of uh, vegetable sort of uh, bias to it that's fine but it's got the olive oil in it, which uh, yeah, negates it. It's negating the uh, the benefits that you're getting from uh, being uh, vegetable rich. And also, I think it still advocates uh, whole grain bread, whole grain wheat, and all that sort of shite. So yeah, um, it's actually doing you a uh, not much of a service. The Mediterranean diet. It sounds appetizing. Ooh, the Mediterranean. People go there on holidays, and when you say Mediterranean diet, well, wow, the sun, uh, you know, the Greece, what could be better, right? Well, nah, it's just a gimmick. Ansel Keys. Is it Ansel Keys that come up with the uh, Mediterranean diet? Yeah, just a schmuck. He's just clutching at straws. Stabs in the dark. I'm not sure if Ansel Keys is still alive or if he's doing a bit bit shitty in his 80s or 90s but I don't know um, even Dr. Gundry um, you know, he's got the whole jowl jowls happening uh, wrinkles um, uh, grey hair yeah but he's old well hmm he'll be old and then he'll be dead soon because um, he does, doesn't quite get it fully Doc Wallach on the other hand yeah he's not too genetically uh, uh, gifted. Um, he's got less grey hair. He's probably getting more grey hair now, being an octogenarian, particularly in his moustache, um, which happens with the guys. I've even got a little bit of grey in a beard I'm growing at the moment. But I had that grey, you know, half a dec decade ago when I started with uh, beard growth uh, then as well. So... It's not totally magic, you know, a bit of copper won't eliminate um, any greyness, but um, grey is an indication of, uh, yeah, certain deficiencies. Uh, yes, in particular copper, but um, copper, like any other micronutrient, is supported by all the others around it. There's a whole synergistic effect with the whole uh, micronutrient uh, complex. So... That's oils, okay? That's uh, number two. Number three out of four. The first four, the 44, the 40 of the 44. 
the third one to eliminate is sugars yes you need to eliminate sugar even the uh, the whole I didn't realize after an hour my recording conks out um, hopefully it was uh, preserved but uh, I'm just going to continue I'm not sure exactly when it conked out but uh, sugars uh, sugars is number three that we need to uh, eliminate from our diet oh but I love my cakes well you got pica oh, I love my sweets I love my cookies I love my muffins you got pica um, yes I even advocate uh, reducing and in my case eliminated virtually eliminated um, fruit intake oh my god oh my god you're gonna die well nah fuck I'm not gonna die uh, there's a risk reward uh, cost benefit analysis that goes behind the whole uh, eating fruit thing yeah fair enough we need uh, fruit for our vitamins uh, but if you know if that's your only means to get vitamins you know, and minerals uh, there, there's other stuff in fruit as well uh, that's fine but guess what you're getting a lot of sugar as well so you know uh, an apple a day yeah maybe uh, keeping the, the doctor away supposedly but uh, you're better off having a slab of uh, butter more than a an apple a day yes uh, a stick of butter a day uh, keeps the doctor away more likely than an apple a day and if you if you're giving you know, apple juice to your child well that's the devil's drink that's the devil's drink yes unknowingly I was giving apple juice to my child um, back in the day and uh, I wouldn't be doing it now with my understanding oh it's juice it's fruit juice yeah well, that's the thing it's the devil's it's the devil's drink it's uh, sweet and there's this perception of it being good but the uh, the whole sugar content that goes along with it it's the same the fructose in, in fruit is the same fructose in soft drink and the whole sweet complex out there so just reduce it or give it up with the fruit it goes without saying um, you know, uh, cakes which is uh, I guess you know the whole uh, wheat and oils uh, complex that goes into that as well but uh, yeah get rid of it uh, no more cakes no more cookies no more muffins no muffins are just cake if you if you if you think you're healthy by eating a muffin you're just eating cake oh boy um, yeah we do get it with the sugar like people do realize it but they can't resist if you can't resist and if, if you feel that you know a bit of a bit of sugar intake um, I've been good for the last week yeah I'll have a, a slab of cake or chocolate well you just got pica you are nutrient deficient yeah, pica goes along with anything else. Like if you felt like some salt, and you know you had some salty chips or you know bacon uh, nuts, and as in peanuts, like that's the devil's um, food as well. Nuts, as in peanuts. Um, yeah, uh, if you got the need for salty and uh, fried food and that sort of thing, same sort of thing with the cakes and the lollies and the sweets. Uh, you got pica. Um, bread if you got uh, this craving for freshly baked bread with butter on it and uh, pastry and all that sort of thing well you got pica 
so um, the reason why we uh, gravitate to those um, the first three three categories, the fourth one uh, I'll mention in, in a moment. But uh, you know, especially uh, you know, uh, wheat, uh, oils, and sugar, uh, because they're lovely. <laughs> Those foods are just lovely. Uh, they just you know the whole frying complex. Uh, you know the oil gets in the little little sacks, like the, the little air pockets in the in the in the wheat, and uh, it's uh, lovely. And um, yeah, I, I get it. Um, I I related to that uh, for several decades, forty plus years. What can I say? I don't blame you, but you have pica, and you need to address it by um, supplementing, which will come after I mentioned the fourth category of food that we need to eliminate, which is the processed foods, which have nitrates and nitrates in it. Nitrates and nitrites, the carcinogens that are much more, much worse than the smoking is the new sitting and the smoking and the. Um, you know, glyphosate uh, exposure and all that sort of thing. Uh, nitrates, nitrites, nah, they, they've got to be gone. You know, the whole ham and bacon, salami, pastrami, corned beef, spam, they have to be gone. So that's the fourth category to eliminate. And then we need to supplement with uh, those 90 uh, essential micronutrients, um, which Longevity know all about. Uh, Longevity was started by Doc, Doc Wallach, he started with um, this organisation called uh, American uh, Longevity or Australian Longevity, so it was country-based, and it didn't quite work out because some of his branding, like even some of the branding now, probably could be better. I guess um, my brand, um, yeah, which is just the addition of uh, dairy, because you know, Doc Wallach also advocates uh, egg intake. Make make sure they're soft yolks, you know, soft boiled, soft uh, scrambled, all that sort of thing, with with butter, and yeah, yeah. So he advocates that too. But, um, yeah, I reckon the boost of uh, dairy is important. Uh, the protein boost that goes along with it. And uh, one of the, uh, I guess, the, the main product branding that didn't go down too well with uh, Doc Wallach was, uh, he called this arthritis formula, the pig pack, uh, arthritis, uh, the, the pig pack arthritis uh, formula, um, and the reason why I called it, called it the pig pack, because he, he eliminated uh, arthritis in, in uh, uh, pig farming uh, with the, that approach, and uh, because, you know, like all vertebrates, uh, hey, humans are vertebrates after all, hmm, um, you know, he was getting benefit that way and uh, because it's called the pig pack it doesn't sit well with people and uh, a lot of negative press and that sort of thing and yeah that sort of uh, flopped but uh, basically the 90 um, essential micronutrients were pretty much there the, the whole um, the whole way through so longevity is approaching around 30 years of age uh, since it's uh, rebranding um, it's on the NASDAQ as a penny stock under 60 cents, I believe. 
got to be fairly compliant um, with what you're doing to uh, to be on the big boards being traded. So um, they're at least compliant uh, with the um, the FDA and you know, all the other organisations that um, you know, control the amount of micronutrients. In Australia, they, you know, they've got this Australian or Australasian uh, formula where they limit the amount of vitamin B12 because, oh, the TGA, Therapeutic Goods Administration, sort of says, um, yeah, basically, um, too much vitamin B12, you know, it gives you this and that. I think it, I don't know, uh, I, I, um, I think they believe it gives you atrial fibrillation, um, that sort of thing, but... No, no, no. The uh, yeah, I haven't taken efforts to um, to take up the um, the extra amount of uh, vitamin B12. Um, I think there may be enough in there for what I'm taking. But yeah, anyway, that, that's just that side of things. Um, I don't think they're coming after our supplements either. Um, they might be deemed a uh, very dangerous um, thing in in future. So. Uh, you know, try and stock up if possible, because um, it might be gone. You know, things like uh, you know this much uh, copper or selenium, this much uh, vitamin B12, this much vitamin C. Oh, it's toxic. Uh, we need to restrict or eliminate it. Get your vitamin C from your orange, sort of thing, and uh, get your vitamin C from um, from the pharmaceutical versus the health food shop. Like, yeah, I could see that coming. I'm afraid. Um, yeah, let's see how we how we go. But uh, un- until until then, um, try and supplement. If you don't agree with the whole um, longevity methodology, or under Doc Wallop, um, doing your own research, I'm not sure if it's going to do you that much good because there's a lot of shit. First principles out there. There's a lot of shit um, hypotheses and theories, and yeah. So uh, I would advocate, suggest uh, following what I say. How do you know you don't have credentials? Yeah, that's right. I don't. But um, you, you can see how my, my health is going. I used to work as a registered nurse in the private and public sector. Um, I was an obese, unhealthy nurse, that's for sure. So, um, yes, I don't have a white coat, but that's the whole credentialing fallacy at play. Um, Sometimes some guru with, uh, with weird thoughts out there um, has better answers and you know that's been part of our history for a lot of things uh, uh, how dare Galileo suggest that uh, the earth is not flat and the, the sun doesn't revolve around earth you know oh how dare he well you know here I'm daring so uh, 
eliminate those, those uh, four foods if even if you don't supplement and you'll get benefits straight away because you'll be absorbing more of the food that you are eating but uh, bring in that four second four the 44 and uh, those you know supplement with the four essential micronutrients and um, you'll you'll do fantastic with your health and weight and looks perhaps because you are losing weight and lo- looking better because you're healthier that sort of thing too right so there you have it yes this is my longest effort to date um, a year in and I'm doing fantastic on my health front and I want everybody else to do the same okay so I do the 44 be heavy on the dairy you know 60-80% dairy in your diet egg up increase your saturated fat intake on top of the 44 and uh, I'm afraid you will you will be fantastically healthy and if um, if you're obese old grey looking smoking cheeto eating doctor suggests that uh, I'm a quack even even though they're oh, they're just lovely they they treat me well they I oh my oh she's lovely she she uh, spends uh, uh, 20 minutes with me and but you still have diabetes right oh yeah yeah she, she's doing a good job in treating me ah oh, fuck's sake you're doomed in that scenario you're fucking doomed oh but they're lovely oh, fuck yeah, I may not be lovely, but uh, your health will will be improved. That's for sure. So uh, that's it for now. Until the next episode, I hope that uh, some of this is resonating with at least somebody out there, and I hope I get some more listeners at some point because um, I've gone over the century. Welcome to the what hundred second, hundred third episode. Until the next time, okay? Yes, I'm going. Ciao.